Good morning and thank you for tuning into Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. You can always check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com or you can come to the West Edmonton Mall, take a gander in store, take a look around. They've also got locations in Leduc and Spruce Grove. We've told you quite a bit, but it's not just beef jerky. They've got a lot of great options there. Rubs, pickled vegetables that uh, Brandon likes to take a look at, candy, sausage, all sorts of great things. Check them out at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. It is Fantasy Frenzy. So we will be talking fantasy sports for the next 55 minutes, give or take. Got to factor in that five-minute break for Low Tide to come into the studio, and he's on from noon until 2. If you want to join the conversation, one 401 1440 is the best way to do so. That is the text line. You can also email us, Connor at sports1440.ca, Brandon at sports1440.ca, and Brandon, you've got a new Twitter handle. The people spoke. <laughs> I think it was Thunder Gord or Gord of Thunder. Yeah. Uh, he said the one thing. about, And this has been, I don't know, but in the works. It's not exactly an arduous process to change it, but <laughs> it's, it's tough. I've, that's the same handle I've had since I first joined Twitter in like, 2008 or 2009 I was a wee young buck so it uh, but yeah just for simplicity's sake I've, I've made a bit of a change hopefully it's not a jinx or anything uh, as you've alluded to uh, sometimes has happened in the past but yeah, uh, yeah B, B Douglas uh, 1440 that's where you can find my new Twitter the, the, the good thing is if you follow me already nothing changes or anything but if you're keen on checking me out now it should be a little bit easier to find without some uh, underscores and uh, just initials in there. So, Well, I appreciate it because it's a lot easier for me to say at Connor Halley, at B Douglas 1440. The old joke used to be Mark Majot and I, uh, when we were down the dial, and we said the minute we change our Twitter handle to like at Connor 1260, we were done. We were going to get fired. Was, we didn't want to risk it. But uh, no, I, I like this. The clean look for you at B Douglas 1440. I'm at Connor Halley. And uh, of course, the station at Sports 1440. It's a little warm in the studio today, but Brandon, we got these Sports 1440 waters now. Almost like a, what's the best bottled water out there? I don't want to slander any, but there's one that rhymes with Masani and I do not like it. Yeah, that's terrible. I'll be, I hate all bottled water. <laughs> I despise it. I, I go out of my way to avoid drinking it. It has to be pretty dire circumstances. Pretty urgent. Like You don't even like Fuji? I just don't. It all tastes like plastic to me. I I, I like my water probably in the unhealthiest version, straight out of the well at the farm where it's just like so rich with iron and minerals and stuff, which I think is maybe good at a certain point, but there's also uh, some negative aspects to it. Like even now living in the city, I, I do have a filter, a Brita, like a Brita water filter that I stick in the fridge because the tap water out of the city is also pretty yucky to me. But oh none gosh. of it tastes the same. Like when I'm back at the farm for the weekend, I fill every like big water, like metal water bottle I have and stick them in the fridge back uh, at home now <laughs> because like I just want to drink it for as long as possible. Well, let me tell you, Arctic Chiller makes some great water and they've provided us with some and they are fantastic. I, I brought you a bottle on air taste test. Why don't you crack that open, that bad boy, and let me know how it tastes because uh, it's very cool. We'll hand it out at events that we go to. Uh, it's got the listen live and text and call uh, the number for you. You just took a swig. Tell me that's not some damn fine water. As far as bottled water goes, that's far from the most objectable I've ever had. That's <laughs> that's pretty darn good. And the nice part about it, it's got a little chill to it. I doubt this came out of a fridge. No. But it still tastes pretty crisp, even though it wasn't in a fridge. So that's the most important facet of water 
is how crisp it is. That's room temperature, baby. It's good stuff. Uh, so we've, now we've got the hats. We've got the bottled water. You just got to come see us at the mall. I'm sure we can hook you up with a little a little hydration. Uh, today on this show, let's get back to fantasy sports. That is the whole premise of this thing. Uh, we are going to be joined by Chris Meany. He, of course, working with FTN Fantasy as well as Sirius XM Sports Radio Channel 87. Uh, he's going to join us to talk a little NHL fantasy. So if you've got any questions, make sure you shoot those in to the text line 1-833-401-1440. We got Lance texting in before the show even started. Con man, I guess now is the time to dump Campbell from fantasy. Well, unless you believe he's coming back and you got a deep bench, maybe you store him. Like what if he goes down to Bakersfield, gets away from it all, and just focuses on his game and comes back better than ever? Crazier things have happened. You'd have to have a deep bench, but you know what, Lance? That's a very good question. Goalies on the waiver wire. Who could you look at? We'll certainly talk to Chris about that one. Craig, the keg, texting in saying, hey, gents, who am I starting? Deshaun Watson, Howell, or Kyler Murray? A little fantasy stuff yet. You know what? Kyler Murray, for me personally, I think that's one I probably stay away from. Just because you you don't really know how he is going to respond in his first game back from injury, you know you you'd hope that things go well, but uh, the the Arizona Cardinals right now, who knows? Maybe maybe he connects to Hollywood Brown for a few big touchdowns, but I think that's one that I might want to stay away from for the time being. They are taking on Atlanta, who is an okay matchup. Not a great matchup, but an okay matchup. Sam Howell and Washington, uh, they're taking on Seattle. In Seattle, so that one could potentially be a little bit tougher as well, although you do like the weapons that they have there. Deshaun Watson, what I saw today, he was not listed on the injury report, so he will be good to go, but he's taking on that Baltimore Ravens defense in Baltimore. So I think think I'm leaning Sam Howell here, Brandon. I don't know what your thoughts on this one might be, but uh, Sam Howell in Seattle, that's tough. I'm a little too worried about Kyler Murray in his first game back in Atlanta. I don't love these matchups for you this week, unfortunately. Yeah, none of the matchups look too enticing. Here's a little tidbit. We were just talking about it at the tail end of the, the Kevin Carey show. So Kevin Carey is 0 for so yeah. far this season in his fantasy league, uh, and he is going up against, or he has the Falcons D, pardon me, going up against the cards. So by logic and trend... That means the Cardinals defense is about to ball, or Cardinals offense, pardon me, about to ball <laughs> out and uh, go all over the Falcons. But no, I um, Deshaun seems like the logical one. The track record so far this season tells us tells us Sam Howell is the choice. But just like you said, Connor, I I'm not in love with either of them because of the Ravens look like maybe the best team in the AFC right yeah, now with the with great. the with the Chiefs, uh, considering they lost to the the Bengals, not the Bungles. Um, and the Seahawks, I think their defense has got to be pretty motivated after getting absolutely rolled by those same Ravens last week. Uh, both of those are road games for Deshaun and Sam Howell. So I'm going to say Sam Howell just because we saw the Seahawks D look pretty um, mid, as the kids say. Uh, <laughs> last week, Boston or Baltimore went all over him. And, and Deshaun, yeah, I don't know. He's got a lot of weapons, but he still hasn't shown much in terms of uh, return to peak Deshaun form. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll say Sam Howell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a matchup there for Deshaun. Like, if this was, when was he there with the Texans? And we thought he was Superman. 2018? 
basically from the time he was drafted for then what was his first four seasons. If he was like that for him, I'm saying, yeah, let's see what he can do against Baltimore. He'll get he, up for it. He but. was arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. He, he was an he was an MVP candidate on a team that won like three games, led the league in passing. Yep. That's hard to do. <laughs> it is. It is. And but this is a different This is a different Deshaun Watson. One that um, some things have become known about him, allegedly. And, uh, yeah, not quite the same favorable personality that we once saw as uh, the fresh-faced kid coming out of Clemson. So, And he's seemingly not as good at quarterback anymore, which is too bad because he was really good. <laughs> Spruce Grove Steve says Aquafina. That must be his favorite bottled water. You can let us know your favorite bottled water, but just wait. You have to try 1440s water before you you know, give the final decision. He says, boys, uh, which quarterback are you starting? Justin Fields versus Carolina, Minshew versus the Patriots, or Watson versus the Ravens? Uh, I like those options more, I think, because, uh, yeah, you know what? I'll say Justin Fields versus Carolina. If he's, you know, do you feel he's ready to go? Is he 100%? Even if his uh, hand is causing him some issues, he can still run the ball pretty dang well. But I don't like that Watson versus the Ravens. Uh, what do you think, Brandon? Going with what we just said, Fields or Minshew, any any particular way you're leaning? Well, definitely not Justin Fields. Oh, so you're on Minshew? Yeah. Or Watson? Like, well, once again, like everything I just said about why I don't like the Deshaun Watson option, compared to what else is uh, available here, Minshew is playing the New England Patriots, whose defense is actually pretty good. Uh, they're one, I don't know, redeeming quality. Early now, morning game, overseas. That's it. So maybe that's like, maybe the offense will be a little slow. Gardner Minshew seems like he would enjoy himself in Germany, slugging back a few <laughs> cold uh, cold brewskis, a oh, few yeah. steins. That he'll seems be, up Minshew's alley. He'll be out at the beer hall till like 6 a.m. and then just but roll to the a, game. What a better way to acclimate yourself uh, to the time zones and what is just to completely flesh out the culture and, and, and dive right into it. So, yeah, I, of those options, I probably will say Deshaun because I, I love Gardner Minshew, the person He's not super great at quarterback, but I, I wouldn't fault you for going that route. Uh, but yeah, definitely not. Don't pigeonhole yourself by putting Justin Fields in tonight for him to, if he plays, or tomorrow night, pardon me, I'm getting ahead of myself, uh, if he plays, that who knows, maybe he stinks. They pull him back out for Badgent. They f- get another injury, pull him out. I, and even when he's played, he's had one good game. Two. One and a half. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll go with that then. Uh, we had a text here saying, asking if Jack has cleared waivers yet. Not officially yet. That, yeah, well, I think we all know he <laughs> will clear waivers, but the official one should, because that news came pretty well right at the crack end of Fantasy Frenzy yesterday. So uh, using our magic clocks here on the wall, it will be about that time today that the official announcement comes through that he clears will be assigned to Bakersfield and in a corresponding move the Edmonton Oilers recall likely Calvin Pickard what a time what, what a time, time. Uh, 1-833-401-1440 that's the text line uh, here's a one from Greg in a Lacombe he says I dropped Nazem Kadri after the Heritage Classic should I consider picking him back up and what categories do you think he'll be useful for I mean, geez, that was so early in the season. I don't know how your league works. If there's better options out there, obviously you're always going to look to upgrade your team. Uh, the Calgary Flames, nice comeback win last night after they benched uh, a player who makes $10.5 million, Jonathan Huberto, for the third period. I mean, he's up to seven points now, Nazem Kadri. Uh, last night against the Preds, a goal and an assist, eight shots. That's that's helpful. 
I would think. What I like about where Nazem Kadri fits into the Flames lineup right now is that he's playing with Connor Zary on the second line, who has since being recalled has been a real shot in the arm for this Flames team, both him and Martin Pospisil. Um, and if you're looking for some more uh, like insight and stuff, you can always, like Connor always suggests, following uh, teams beat writers and, and I know Flames Nation uh, Ryan Pike does a really yeah. good job of covering the Flames on a night-to-night basis so if you're looking for line matchups uh, or, or who you're playing with morning skate uh, formations and things that's the best way to keep in tune or daily face-off uh, friends of the program here as well they they do their best to update it kind of almost aggregating all that information for you too but I love Kadri's current line mate Sharon Govich he was a guy I kind of was low-key high on coming into the season for the Flames. Unfortunately, I was somewhat high on the Flames as a collective bouncing back. A rough start, not quite as rough, I don't think, as the Oilers' current situation. But yeah, Kadri playing with Zeri, I think uh, we'll probably tend to see some some good minutes still uh, and also still play on the top power play unit. So yeah, worth uh, worth re-picking up if, if there's nothing else jumping out at you on the waiver wire. Since that game, like three games since, I think he's got five, four or five points. So I mean, yeah, he's he's contributing offensively. Obviously, you know he's going to get the ice time. He'll throw some hits, which is always good. Take some shots. Uh, I think you could look at it, depending on the depth of your league. AZAZ says, who would have thought Josh Dobb becomes a staple in lineups? Love to see it for guys like him. Hope he succeeds. The Vikings, 100%. Like, just a, a good guy from all accounts. You know, maybe not the elite skill set, but guys like him are always going to be wanted in the NFL. You need a high quality backup, especially if you are a contending team. And, you know, for the Minnesota Vikings, what a story it would be if he gets in there and kind of gives them the shot in the arm that they need to get that push. Take, take them over the edge. Maybe maybe not quite Kirk Cousins, but maybe just what they need. It would be awesome to see. Uh, Dino says, which two of these three would you go with? Foreman, Madison, Gibbs comes in from Dino. Well, I lost my matchup last week because I benched Alexander Madison. So I'm, I don't know. I think you got to go with him again. I think Jameer Gibbs going up against that Chargers defense is a must start. So I would go away from Foreman. That's just me personally. Uh, but you got to make that a final call. Maybe get that text in again on Friday and we'll, we'll dig deeper. Also here, this one comes in from James. Hey guys, I know you have limited time, but I have a fantasy trade I'm debating. I have JT Comfort for Mark Stone. The trade analyzers don't help. So help. LOL thoughts. Uh, JT Comfer for Mark Stone. What do you think about that one, Brandon? We could throw that out to our next guest as well. We, we, I think we'll definitely throw this one out to our, our guest coming up. But at, at first glance, it seems like kind of a mismatch because of purely name value. Mark Stone, uh, the captain of the Vegas Golden Knights, the first place team. He must be, you know, the much more desirable option. But but JT Comfer, uh, you know, played really well in Colorado and earned himself this nice payday that he's currently uh, feeding off of in Detroit. If we look at, once again, back to our, uh, our good friends uh, at DFO's current line matchups, he's a second-line center, and he doesn't get the fortune of playing with Alex Dabrinkit and Dylan Larkin, obviously Larkin the top-line center, uh, but he still sees power play time on the second unit. Mark Stone will get you, I would think, a comparable amount of points if we're looking long-term the full season. Same amount of points, but probably more blocks more hits um shots on goal would be i think close jt comfort does play on the top penalty kill as well so you're not giving up anything there they're actually very comparable players the one cattle or the one difference uh mark stone does not play center so if face-offs are a category or are worth points 
that might be a tipping point in, in you making a decision one way or the other. But they're actually very, very comparable players in terms of utilization. Mark Stone, I think, you know, he's kind of got that dog in him. He's one of the, the yeah. greatest, I think, looked at as one of the best leaders in the in the NHL right now. That doesn't give you any fantasy value, but Vegas is good, and as a result, we'll keep scoring goals, and he's going to be a part of a lot of them. Comfer uh, with with the Red Wings, probably coming back down to earth a little bit. So uh, I, I'd say Mark Stone's the better better side of that. Just uh, news here coming down: the Minnesota Vikings opening the window. It's a twenty-one day window for Justin Jefferson to return. So not a guarantee he'll start this week, but for the Justin Jefferson owners. That is good, and if you do have Josh Dobbs, only a benefit for him if uh, you can get Justin Jefferson back in the lineup. So like we say, that's not a guarantee that he'll be good to go this week, uh, but expect him to return to the lineup probably next week at the very latest. Okay, we'll take a break here on Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. When we come back, we will uh, get to our Canadian Brewhouse Fantasy Wizard of the Day, Chris Meany of FDN Network and Sirius XM. This is Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. We are back on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas with you. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky, locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, Right where we are in the Stingray Studios. Check them out online, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Uh, 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to ask our next guest some questions. We've already got a few that we want to throw his way. It is our Fantasy Wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join us down at the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Brandon, you're heading out to Spruce Grove tomorrow. Should be a thriller in the NFL. Yeah, the 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 silver lining here is that I never have a bad time at the CBH. Staff's great, food's great, drinks are cold yeah. and tasty, and uh, hopefully there's a good crowd. There's an Oiler game later in the night as well, so it'll kind of parlay onto each other. Not a ton of overlap, so it's kind of the best of both worlds, even if the football game might not have the most enticing matchup, Bears-Panthers. There's ways you can make it more enjoyable. I'll just say that uh, you guys can can do that, do what you want with that information, but there's always ways you can make it a little more entertaining. Uh, we now bring in Chris Meany. You can check his workout at ftnfantasy.com and hear him on FTN Fantasy Saturday mornings, 7 a.m. Mountain time. I'm doing the time zone conversions in my head on the fly. Not smooth at all, but on Sirius XM's Fantasy Sports Radio Channel 87 or the Sirius XM app. Chris, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time here today. I appreciate it. Yeah, super happy to have you on here today. And uh, since this is uh, an Edmonton radio station, why don't we just start off with the goaltending at Edmonton? I don't think too many people thought uh, it would be this bad. I don't know how how high the expectations were, but Stuart Skinner and then Jack Campbell, who's now been assigned to the Bakersfield Condors, obviously uh, not quite ideally what fans would have wanted, or fantasy owners for that matter. So when you look at this team right now with Stuart Skinner, kind of being the de facto number one. Are you expecting him to bounce back, or, or what can fantasy owners expect here from Stuart Skinner in the next little while? Yeah, it's been a rough go for the Oilers. When I look at some of their 5-5 five and five numbers, I mean, offensively, they're still bringing it. You know, according to Natal Statrick, they're fifth in shot attempts at 5-5 five and five per 60. They're third in shots. They're third in scoring chances. They're first in high danger chances. They're first in the NHL in expected goals at 3.45 at 5-5 and five per 60, yet they're 24th in goals. And they're 29th in 5-5 five and five shooting percentage at 6%. So I expect their offense to pick it up. But it is the defense. On the flip side, this is a team that has allowed the fourth fewest high danger chances at 5-5, five and five, the ninth fewest scoring chances, third fewest shot attempts overall, 
only the Hurricanes and the Jets have allowed fewer shot attempts at 5-5 five and five per 60, yet only the Flames have a worse 5-5 five and five save percentage and Edmonton hovering at 88% at 5-5 five and five with the both goaltenders there. So I, I expect Stuart Skinner, a little bit more from Stuart Skinner here. And I think maybe, you know, just the way that the Oilers play at 5-5, five and five, the pace of play that they have, you know, I'm not sold on their bottom six, but I, I think that we'll expect, I, I would expect a little bit more from Stuart Skinner here. He was fine last year. You know, at times he was really, you know, one of the better goalies in the last two months of the season at five and five. You know, ever since they made the Eckholm trade, I thought that they really found their footing defensively and some stability in net. So I, I don't know if I'm, you know, calling the, the Skinner owner to, to buy low in fantasy hockey, but I would expect some better numbers from him overall. And if this team can continue to limit the high danger chances and scoring chances, you know, he's going to turn things around a little bit. And, you know, it's a, it's a tough hill to climb, uh, but they do have the offense to back it up. And that'll turn around as well now we had some jack campbell owners with some questions uh, obviously i guess i said hey if your bench is deep enough and you're able to you could hold them if you wanted to but you're still in need of a goaltender uh, on the waiver wire guys who might be available is there anyone that sticks out to you yeah, there are a couple. I mean, there's a few injuries. I, I definitely wouldn't hold Jack Campbell just because it's it's such a short season. You want to live in the moment now. But, you know, an injury to Frederick Anderson, Antti Ranta's hanging around in 56% of Yahoo leagues. He's won both of his starts, uh, the last two starts, rather, against the Islanders and the Sabres. And, in fact, he's won three straight. You know, the opponents haven't been fantastic for him, but it's a very sound hockey team. Carolina doesn't give up a whole lot of rubber. Kotchikov's another guy that I expect to see a little bit more, you know, just games under his belt. I know Carolina's rumored to, you know, I, I heard some rumors about Jake Allen and maybe Yarrow Halak, but I think Ranta, he hasn't had the clearest track record when it comes to health over the past couple of years, unfortunately for him. But when he's between the pipes behind that rock solid team, you know, he can, he can certainly turn out some wins for you a little bit deeper than that. I would say, you know, if Cam Talbot was available anywhere across the board, I know his ownership has jumped up over the past couple of weeks. The Kings are red hot at the moment, uh, but his ownership is still around 70% in, you know, ESPN leagues. So he may be available to you in deeper formats. I, I figured we would talk some goalies here with the Oilers. Uh, so I wrote a couple guys down. Connor Ingram last night uh, with the Arizona Coyotes picked up another win. He's won three straight games. They've been going back and forth with Vimelka and Ingram, and they may just go back and forth all year, but Ingram has won the three straight. He's got a rock-solid 919 save percentage. Vimelka's lost three straight. I actually like this Coyotes team. They hang around in a lot of games, and they play some pretty good 5-5 uh, five and five hockey. So those are a couple goalies that I would take a look at. You know, if you're in deeper, deeper format, Varlamov, is going kind of game and game with Sorokin at the moment. You know, he had an off game the other night, but uh, he's somebody that can certainly help you out there as well. And, you know, if Shesterkin misses a little bit of time here, uh, Jonathan Quick is uh, a guy that's getting a bulk of starts this season. You know, they want to scale back a little bit from Shesterkin, keep him fresh into the playoffs. So if he can give the Rangers maybe 35 games, you know, he may be valuable to you because it's another team that's rattled off a ton of wins. They got one loss over the last two weeks. Chris Amini of FDNFantasy.com and Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Channel 87 joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. If you've got any questions, text them in 1 401 1440. Chris, we had this one coming a little bit earlier from James. He's got a little bit of a conundrum here. He's worried about uh, uh, JT Comfort for Mark Stone. And uh, I think he's making the move. He has JT Comfort. He would acquire Mark Stone. Uh, do you think this would be a win for James? 
I do. Yeah. I, I like, I think Mark Stone's a better real life player than he is a fantasy hockey player, but you know, it depends on your format. If you're just playing in a standard format with power play points and, and shots and, you know, he's going to help you out there. If you're playing in a, an intense format, which some of us like to do with takeaways and things like that, he's, he's a, a really strong asset. Unfortunately for Mark Stone, it's just been about staying healthy, right? I mean, he scored the hat trick in the Stanley Cup uh, clinching win last year with the reported fractured wrist, which is unbelievable to think about. Uh, he's landed on the long-term IR over the past couple of years. I always view him as a bit of a sell-high candidate because there is a bit of risk that maybe the back injury creeps up. But, you know, 12 points in 13 games for Mark Stone. The Golden Knights are playing really good hockey. They've won four straight games. They just beat the – or actually, they lost the other night to the to the Ducks. But four straight before that one, and they pounded the Avs 7-0, and Stone came off a four-point game. So JT Comper had a really good start to the season. Detroit was scoring uh, goals left, right, and center among the leaders in 5-5 five and five shooting percentage. But I would say that guys like JT Comper, Larkin and – and DeBrincat are going to be fine. But other guys like Kopp and JT Comfer, I think these guys will regress a little bit, and there's certainly more upside to have a guy like Mark Stone. And Chandler Stevenson doesn't get a lot of respect in the fantasy hockey community too, and those guys have a real rapport together. Chris Meany, our guest here on Sports 1440 Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. You can find Chris at ftnfantasy.com and on Channel 87 Series XM Fantasy Sports. Chris, uh, the team south on the QE2 here in Alberta, the Calgary Flames, their big $10.5 million man, Jonathan Huberto, not playing the entirety of the third period last night. Is this cause for concern that he's already falling out of favor uh, with the new head coach down in Calgary? Or is it a matter of what Huska actually said, saying he was just having an off night? Are we still expecting to see Huberto come first over the boards on uh, you know power play opportunities and on a first-line basis? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Like, this seemed to be a stutter thing last year. If you look at his, of course, he had, you look at the career statistics in the back of the hockey career, the 2021-22 season with 115 points is going to go down as the outlier campaign. Um, this is a guy that had 92 points in 2018, but the 30 goals, you know, the, the 19.25 per game ice time that he got in Florida, he was getting double shifted. He was on every power play. When they were down a goal, he was on the ice. And it was a couple nights ago I saw the Flames are down a goal and they had the extra attacker on and Huberto was on the bench. So I, I don't think that this is, is going to turn around. I see him as maybe a 60-point player at best. This is somebody I would not hold in fantasy hockey leagues. We've been talking about him as a drop uh, and a fade um, heading into the season. So I, I just I, there's not a lot of Flames that would own at this moment. I like Elias Lindholm. We'll see if he's on a new team. I like Nazem Kadri. You know, Mackenzie Wieger is a guy that could you know provide a lot You know, in, in bang leagues if you're playing with hits and blocks he can do a lot for you and I like uh, Anderson as well but th- this Flames team doesn't they don't really impress me all that much they put a lot of pucks towards the goal but they don't seem to have a, a lot of finishers on the squad so I would cut my losses I wouldn't buy low he's we don't dive into plus minus too much in fantasy hockey but he is minus 12 through 12 games and he only has the two goals and he only has 17 shots so it would be different if he was getting about three shots per game there's there's players in the NHL that I would stick with if they were putting pucks towards the net but he's always been a pass first guy and the Flames are not scoring a lot of goals so I I would imagine he's going to get a little bit more ice time maybe this benching will help spark his game just a touch but he's I wouldn't like i I wouldn't buy low, and I wouldn't like the roster and the rest of the way. I have major concerns. 
Uh, Chris, last one for me for you. Uh, another player that's uh, had a bit of a slow start but seems to be kind of on the upward slide, still without a goal, Matty Beneers down in Seattle. Uh, kind of looked like he was on the precipice after last season of, of really establishing himself as a full-time NHL star. Uh, Seattle's struggling to score goals as a whole, but is there longer cause for concern for Beneers, or, or do you think that he's starting to turn things around on his season, you know, a dozen games in? Yeah, I'd, I'd really have liked his game over the past couple. I know they took Jared McCain away from him and put him with Yanni Gordon, Ellie Tolvin, and I thought that was the, the best line for the Kraken, and, and it kind of got McCann going. But last night I, I saw that they put McCann back with him. I do believe they need to find a right winger next to him. No disrespect to Yamamoto, but he's just not going to be able to get it done uh, next to Matty Bernier. So maybe we see Jordan Eberle jump up on that top line. You know, it's another player that I probably wouldn't hold. I'd like to live in the moment with some streamers. Something we talk about at FTNFantasy.com is get the most out of your moves every week with some four-game streams, some players that are playing on the odd nights. You know, you always have to make a tough decision on a Tuesday and a Thursday and a Saturday with just busy slates on the NHL schedule. But if you can swap some of them out for a player playing on a Wednesday, a Friday, or a Sunday, like, for example, Matty Berniers is another guy that doesn't really shoot the puck. And if he's not shooting the puck or throwing his body around, then he's really not doing anything for your fantasy hockey team when he goes through a little bit of a slump. But the Kraken were the only team with a double-digit shooting percentage of 5-5. Five and five. So we're seeing a regression across the board with them offensively. A couple centers that I would swap out, like Josh Norris is sub-50% ownership. He's going tonight. He's got four goals and seven points in as many games, five power play points. He started with third-line center, second-line center tonight. He's going to play on the top line with Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson. Uh, Marco Rossi is up on the top line with uh, Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Boldy. I would swap him out. Uh, Nico Herscher and, and Jack Hughes are both sideline at the moment. Dawson Mercer only has one point, but it was a goal, and he scored it in his first game when he was placed inside the top six. So, I, you know, it, it is early, and I always tell people to be a little bit patient, but I would make the moves for some of these other players that I mentioned tonight, and, you know, hopefully Matty Berniers turns it around. It's not going to be the end of the world if you drop him and he goes on a little bit of a run. You may be able to just pick him back up. Uh, but I like some of these other players in better spots. Chris, thanks so much for doing this today. Really appreciate you coming on, and we'll have to do it again later on in the season. Yeah, guys, that was a blast. Have a good show. Thanks Thank for having you. me. Thank you very much. Uh, that, there you go. That is Chris Meany, Sirius XM, as well as FTNFantasy.com. Also, you can give him a follow on X. But I just got to scroll through it. I was looking. Uh, there was a trade in the NHL, and... It's a, it's a tough one for one of these players. Uh, sorry, at Chris Meany, if you want to give him a follow on X. Uh, the Minnesota Wild sending defenseman Kalen Addison to the San Jose Sharks in exchange for right wing Adam Raska and a fifth-round pick in the 2026 NHL entry draft. Great for Adam Raska. I mean, he gets out of that Cali weather, which is a bit of a disappointment, but he doesn't have to play for the San Jose Sharks anymore. Uh, for Kalen Addison, going from Minnesota to the San Jose Sharks. Uh, is that where you just send guys you don't like now? Like, yeah, we don't like you. Have fun in San Jose, buddy. I think that's going to be a tough one. Can't even take a night flight there. You got to get there early. Kalen Addison, I mean, this is not a overwhelming return by any stretch. I'm not super familiar with Adam Raska mm-hmm. uh, necessarily, but like, keep in mind, Kalen Addison was kind of the main piece of the trade that sent Jason Zucker to Pittsburgh a number of years ago. And I mean, yes, Alex Galchenyuk in a first round pick was in there as well, but like Kalen Addison, this is a, a highly touted player, uh, very offensively gifted, but I don't know, just it's an odd man out situation in Minnesota, which seems hard to believe after they've 
already moved so many defensemen out over the uh, the past couple seasons, letting Matt Dumba walk away. So uh, perplexing. Well, maybe not quite perplexing, but a little eyebrow raise uh, at the decision to to he- send Addison uh, out of town here because he's not making a ton of money, still on the younger side. Yeah. Okay, Maybe production the, last this, year. This this is just the Sharks. Uh, I think I because I saw the original tweet uh, from Kevin Weeks and some people saying like, "Whoa, are the Sharks loading up?" <laughs> they right. they get one win on the board and all of a sudden it's completely changed their fortunes. They need those value contracts in San Jose. Well, yeah. If you hadn't heard much about Adam Raska, he's played three games in the NHL last year. Was pointless this year. Uh, seven games with the San Jose Barracuda. No points yet. 121 pims in the AHL last year, though. So a guy who clearly likes to drop the mitts when he gets the opportunity. Uh, keep those texts coming in at one 401 We've got Eric. We've got Mitchell, Spruce Grove, Steve, Slurpy Sean, Gord, Scalding Gord, Gord of Thunder. He goes by many names. Broda Fett, Moonwatcher. We'll get to your texts when we come back here on Fantasy Frenzy. Italian Douglas brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky on Sports 1440. 1143, thank you for tuning in to The Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas with you here. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. 1833-401-1440, that is the text line. We'll get to some of your texts before we uh, hand things over to Alan Mitchell and the lowdown with Low Tide. We think he's here. There is a test going on at the mall, so... He might not even be in the building. It might be the lowdown with Douglas or the lowdown with Hallie and Declan. We will see what happens, but uh, lots of questions to get to here. And I I just do want to hop on the old social media and make sure we can let you guys know what is coming up with Alan Mitchell today on the lowdown with Low Tide. No info yet because Declan probably can't boast it. He's he's off being secure and safe. Uh, On the Gregor Show today, though, we will have Elick Manor, Stanford wide receiver, Absolutely went off against the University of Colorado. Deion Sanders' team, he uh, mossed Travis Hunter in overtime. Kid from Medicine Hat went down to Pennsylvania, I believe. Massachusetts, sorry. And then went out to Stanford to play collegiate ball. So we'll have him on the show at 220. Tyler Uremchuk, we've got another edition of Who Is It? You're going to want to hear this one. I promise you, you'll be very entertained with Who Is It? today on the Jason Greger Show. At 4 o'clock, we've got Mike Rupp. And then at 5 o'clock, Mark Spector will join us from Roger Sportsnet to discuss the Edmonton Oilers. And then at 5.20, we'll do some more fantasy chat with Marcus Grant of NFL Fantasy. Of course, Lowdown with Low Tide will be up next at noon. Now, right now, let's jump into the text line here. Moonwatcher says, pick two, Olave Davis, Dell, and Michael Thomas. Brandon, I know you're you're probably leaning Tank Dell here. He's looking pretty good for your Houston Texans right now. Olave questionable because of his quarterback play. Michael Thomas kind of falls into that same and the Vikings defense all of a sudden looking uh, surprisingly capable, which was not the case the entirety of last season and the start of this one. But they're kind of they've turned a bit of a corner actually on the defensive side of the ball. So that combined with the Saints lackluster quarterback play i i'm not in love with either the saints options if i were to pick one of them it would certainly be chris alave mm-hmm. uh he's been much better this season that's in minnesota too where it gets loud yeah, oh yeah oh very much so and then the uh, other option there of uh, tank dell or gabe davis well we did our <laughs> gabe davis deep dive statistical analysis last week and it uh, paid off if you listened and did not play him this past weekend where he put up goose eggs uh this week however the bills are on monday night football versus the broncos 
this this is nothing but a gut feeling. This seems like a time where Gabe Davis might pop off. Prime time. The Broncos are terrible. The Bills need this win very badly, and they need to look good doing it. I think that includes Josh Allen throwing the ball to a bunch of different players. So I I think Gabe Davis is a is a decent enough play. And and yeah, Tank Dell, I think, is at this point played himself into pretty much must start every week, especially if Robert Woods remains out. Um, yes, Nico Collins is probably still ahead of him technically on the depth chart, but Tank Dell and CJ Stroud have this chemistry that is very evident. They like playing together. He trusts Tank Dell to come down with ball and the ball in big moments, whether it's in the end zone, along the sideline on fourth downs. Like they were great this past weekend. And uh, I I expect it to continue. They play the Bengals, who are surging. But I like the Texans' offense, just not their run game. So uh, I, I think Tank Dell's a, a safe play. Yeah, Tank Dell always throws me off because when a guy's named Tank, I just expect him to be big. But Tank Dell actually moves quite well. Yeah, and you know what? For the Denver Broncos, I think Gabe Davis, because we've seen him have big games on primetime before, he kind of has that reputation. But then there are those lows in between. Uh, Pat Sertain, the second, I I would think would be on Stephon Diggs. I don't know. I would have him travel. Then maybe that leaves Fabian Moreau on Gabe Davis, which could be a matchup problem. I think Gabe Davis has the size there. So I, I think he can go with that one. But like you say, it's it's kind of gut with that one. Slurby Sean says, I play in a super flex league. Would you guys consider playing A-Chan or Gibbs in Trevor Lawrence's super flex spot? I also have Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones. So those are your starting running backs, I would assume. I mean, A-Chan, we've seen him go off. Gibbs as well. Jameer Gibbs against the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers run defense looked okay against the one-dimensional New York Jets, but I, I think Gibbs will give them some problems. I would consider it because Trevor Lawrence, you know, the Jags are, are doing okay, but he, he hasn't been a, a, a must-start Brandon, you're from, more familiar with the Superflex. Would you consider that? I, I've played other positions in my Superflex spot a couple times this year due to buys, injuries, uh, and just not having a good second quarterback uh, at several points. So I, I really have my eye on Jameer Gibbs this weekend. The Chargers, not a particularly good defense, although weirdly they kind of showed it against the Jets, who are granted a very, pretty bad offense with Zach Wilson. Um, so what Jameer Gibbs can do this weekend will kind of tilt me one way or the other on if he is a every week start and then in turn it will play a role in like my answer on this question um Devon Achan once he Dolphins are on by uh, and then it's likely he'll be returning uh, following that in week 11 um I, I think he is definitely worth it Raheem Mostert has looked great in his stead he leads the uh league in touchdown rushing touchdowns I think so you still got to split duty with Mostert, who's not going away quietly as the the kind of elder statesman in the backfield. But it's worthwhile. I, I think matchups matter. Trevor Lawrence going against the Niners, who should be motivated coming out of the bye. I certainly don't like playing him this weekend. So if you want to slot Gibbs into the super flex this time around, A-Chan not playing, I, I, I think that's very justifiable. Uh, Mitchell says, tough one. He's going to be running PP1 and PP2 in San Jose. That referring to Kalen Addison. Yeah, I was just making a joke that he has to go to San Jose. Obviously for him, he's going to get a lot of, a lot of opportunity there for sure. And uh, who knows? Maybe San Jose turns it around in a couple of years. Could happen. Uh, DK says, Herbert or Lamar standard six-point league. I'll say what I think about Justin Herbert is statistically, he's not too concerned about it. He wants to win football games. And I think the Bronco or the Chargers coaching staff has that same sort of feeling 
the the game against the Jets, it was basically like let's let's not put our defense in bad positions. Going three and out and pinning Zach Wilson deep isn't necessarily the worst thing. And I don't know if I really like that Chargers interior offensive line. Like the teams with strong defensive tackles can really slow down the Chargers offense. So, I mean, I love Justin Herbert. He's got that weird cast thing on his left middle finger, which just looks goofy. I hope he can get rid of that soon and, you know, get under center again. But I I would probably lean Lamar Jackson just for the versatility of what he can do. And he's playing so well. Lamar going up against the Browns defense on Sunday morning. They've been uh, as effective at anybody in limiting yardage. The Ravens coming off a huge win. This is this is a big game for both these teams. Uh, division rivals. This AFC North is an absolute like murderer's row of quality teams. I think the Steelers may be a step behind uh, overall, but still good nonetheless. I- I'm a little more torn, Connor. You, you because and you, your reasoning was sound as to why you don't like Herbert here, but Lamar uh, Miles Garrett is going to be on a mission. This 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 team this game means more to these teams. What are they, what's that expression? Throw out the record books when these two teams play. Division rivals. <sighs> Man, you got any other options? Do you got Gardner Minshew? Hey, you, you know got- what? <laughs> I will. I like Herbert. I like Herbert in this situation. I'm I'm going to be playing Justin Herbert. He's my starting quarterback. I don't I, think it's a bad one to go because they're going to need points. Detroit they, will put up points. Hundred percent. They're going to have to get points on the board. And the different like last week, Herbert very. Low, low production fantasy wise because their, their touchdown was rushing but a lot of Eckler's touchdowns come off passes still whether it be screens or short slants and stuff so I think Herbert will bounce back from a fantasy perspective and this just game is important for the Chargers to win to keep themselves in the mix so I will say Herbert but it's tough to go against Lamar I just that Browns defense is absolutely nasty Good problems good problems uh, Triple C in a truck says a Bills have two more wins than Denver I'd say the Bulls are terrible. You know, I mean, the Bills are always going to be a team that leaves you wanting more. But I would say, look who their losses have come against, I suppose. You know, losing to the Miami Dolphins in a fashion that they did was not good for the Denver Broncos. The, the Bills losing to Cincinnati. Uh, that, that one, I guess, wasn't ideal either. But yeah, I mean, I, you never know. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. Boys, who do you start in a flex spot? Gus Edwards, DJ Moore, or Jerome Ford? Uh, Brando, which way do you lean in that one? Gus Edwards, I'm I'm still not going to start him. He's probably going to score a touchdown or two, but it's the the yardage won't be there. DJ Moore, who are the Bears playing again? The oh tomorrow night Panthers. Panthers. I think I might go DJ Moore. We I've I've torn apart Justin Fields and Tyson Badgett already on this show today, let alone other days. But uh, Jerome Ford, he'll be if you need consistency, like he'll probably put up between ten to fifteen points. Um, but otherwise, it's still going to be split duty with Kareem Hunt. Deshaun's going to still try and get back into throwing the ball groove. I don't know. Uh, but DJ Moore, if, if you need a splash, if you're like an underdog in this matchup, maybe go DJ Moore. But if you're scheduled to win and you just need some, some consistency, the running back, uh, Jerome Ford, probably the better play. See, and I like Gus Edwards. I mean, I, I think that offense can move the ball downfield, and once they get into that red zone, Gus Edwards seems to be the guy they go with. But that's once again against this Browns defense. That ah, their front is mean. Yeah, but once you get to the one-yard line, they'll find a way to get it done. Gus Edwards, anytime touchdown, lock it in. Lock it. Lock it. Connor <laughs> Halley's lock of the week. Probably won't pay out much because all he does is score touchdowns lately, but lock it in there. Good problems. Good problems to have there. Uh, the Fog says, I have to sit one of these guys. Half-point PPR, Higgins. 
Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett. I said Lockett personally. I like Higgins. I like Cooper. I like Thielen. I said Lockett. But uh, maybe uh, we can get back into that one later on. The Fog. First time text are going to save you into our system here. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you to everyone who tuned in today for Fantasy Frenzy. Of course, we also have to thank our guest today, Chris Meany of Sirius XM Fantasy, talking some hockey. If you missed the show, make sure you head over to uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast from. You can tune into the show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, obviously, getting you ready for Thursday night football. Up next, it is the lowdown with Low Tide and Declan Kruger. Right now, though, let's get to a sports update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky, location in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.